Hello everybody and welcome back again to another episode of the 100 series Everyday Awesome Podcast where we are talking to incredible people from all around the Quad City area and for this week we are bringing back a guest you probably heard uh, a few episodes ago. Her name is Megan Townsend. Megan, you're back. Welcome. Hey. So first off, thank you for coming back on the podcast. Uh, loved our conversation last time about your story and how you got hooked up with the Teamster Union mm-hmm. organizers. And uh, first off, how have you been since last time? Good. Happy the holidays are over. Nice. Relax a little bit. Cool deal. So I'm bringing you back on here because you were, you know, you kept talking about how, hey, you want to, you know, you got to talk to my mom. You got to gotta get my mom on here and get her to share. Well, she's here. She is. Tanya, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Joel. I'm so excited to be here and talking to you. Well, thank you again for coming back on here. So, so both of you guys are on the Teamster Union uh, organizer, correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. So, yeah. so, 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 Tanya, since you're the, this is uh, your first time here on the podcast, I do this with every single person um, who's a first-time guest. Go ahead and just let everyone know exactly who is Tanya. Ooh, who is Tanya? Well, Tanya is someone who grew up in a union house. My dad was a UAW member. Uh, always known that that's the way to be. They get better health care. You get the better wages. Uh, I grew up in a steady middle-class family because of that. Um, and, yeah, here I am. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So, Megan, last time uh, we were talking, you were you were mentioning that you and your mother, before you had joined Teamsters, that you were that you were working together at um, GTI, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, 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 go ahead and so, Tanya, if you don't know if you want to, like, can I talk about how that job, uh, how you guys got uh, connected there, because that ultimately led to you joining yes. Teamsters. So, go, just go ahead and talk about that. Yes. Well, I'd worked there for two years. I was, I think, the 38th person they hired onto the company. Um, Really liked the job at first. It was good. Uh, But then we started losing benefits. We lost uh, a matching 401k. Uh, We lost paid paid holidays. We lost a couple bonuses. And we were down to our health care was left. So Mandatory uh, overtime. Yeah, forced mandatory overtime. Um, So we... got together as a group and decided we needed a union. We needed the protection of a union. We needed, uh, you know, we wanted better wages. We wanted better health care. We wanted respect in the workplace, very mm-hmm. important to us as women in a workplace to get the respect that you often don't get right. at work. So it helps with that. So um, we organized the, and that's what a union is. It's just your coworkers and you coming together to make positive change in your workplace, which is what we wanted to do. We got our cards signed. We got our majority plus uh, is what you need to uh, file with the National Labor Relations Board to have an election. And we did that. And um, unfortunately, we lost our election. Uh, The company hired union busters to come in and and talk a few people out of their out of their yes votes. So so um, we didn't win that time, but we're we're back again. Wasn't Um, a defeat, though. Wasn't a defeat uh, because we're back because nothing's changed at all there for the better. Uh, all their promises that they made have not delivered on any of them. So the workers are ready to go again. 
So do you think that in the like in the near future that there'll be another vote to yes. uh, unionize? Yep, definitely. Yeah, that's that's our mission mm-hmm. is yeah. to help these workers get a contract. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, how did you? Um, obviously, uh, Megan, you know, mm-hmm. told me about how she got, got connected with the Teamsters. But was it the same for you, for you two? Were you both approached at the same time? Yep. Yep, they had a few positions available for the cannabis division, and I swear it was like the next day we were about to throw the towel in. Like I said, we're like, we're done, and a beam from the sky, I don't know. (laughs) They're like, oh, we're hiring for the cannabis division, and it was like a no-brainer. You know, we're like... We hopped right on board. Let's go. After what we went through at GTI, we just couldn't sit down and let, watch that happen to other workers and not do anything about it, so... I was happy to uh, get the job with the Teamsters because that's what I get to do every day now is fight for workers and their rights. Yeah. And yeah. So. I was just going to say some shady things went on. Yeah. yeah. Like like what? Or, or are you able to. Well, we won't go into it, but yeah, there was some. There was some. Um, yeah. Oh, we can cut that out. Yeah. Right. So let's um. So um, let's talk about your first gig with the Teamsters. What, what was that like, or what was it? My first gig, like my first assignment or assignment. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so exciting. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah. This was before COVID, so we could actually go meet with workers and talk to them, and uh, yeah, it's been a great experience. We've traveled around just helping workers wherever they need help at. Megan's been to Chicago helping some people there, so yeah. But it's the same no matter where you go. It's always the, it's the same thing. It's the you know the management comes down mm-hmm. and it's it's just the same routine every every time no matter what industry mm-hmm. or what you know building. The fight's all the same. Gotcha. Yeah. Now earlier you mentioned that you come from a family of teamster organizers. Talk about that growing up in that atmosphere in that environment. Mm. Well, my dad worked at International Harvester East Moline. Uh, he was UAW, actually, um, but big union guy. I, I grew up in the Union Hall in East Moline, the UAW hall over there, going to meetings with him. Remember you um, showed me you were a kid doing, like, phone baking with yeah. him? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Which and, is weird because I do that with you yeah. now. And, you, you know, <laughs> if you grow up as a union kid, you grow up volunteering for, you know, whoever's running for president, your phone banking. So I've been doing this kind of work growing up because my dad pushed me to do it as a union kid. So, yeah. Uh, I learned a lot, though, and I, I, I learned something new every day in this job, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I loved it. So. Did you think that then that you would be working with the unions now? No, because I, I, I knew the benefits of a union, but I never had a job where there was a union, like any kind of manufacturing jobs. I just, they never was a union where I worked, so, and I'd never tried to organize a union before. I didn't even know what that meant before we started, but... I know now. Yeah. It's like you worked your whole way up to. This yes, point. it's almost like a build up to to this job. So yeah, it's been great. Without even knowing. They're, that. Uh, yeah, they're a great organization to work for. Proud to say I'm a teamster. Nice. Yeah. So how has things been for you? Obviously, pandemics hits and you know everything locks down in March. Mm-hmm. What's what were you doing, or how are you going about? We Your were do, going about our normal business, and then we got sent home uh, uh, nine nine months ago. It's crazy. We were on the road for what a month? Not even three rotations, I think. And yeah. then yeah, we got sent back. But uh, 
we're still at it. We're still pounding. We're just, just coming at it a new way. Like these podcasts are a great way to reach people when we can't come knocking on your door or come to the gate and talk to you at your, at your job. So this helps get the word out and helps us, you know, spread yes. our message. Yeah. Cause I was going to wonder with, obviously with reaching out to employees, I was always wondering, you know, well, how do, how did they, first of all, become aware of unions and who, how, how, what is the process of getting that started up? Just a couple people get together and that's how it started with us, you know, and then we just spread the word through your coworkers, just, you know, letting them know this is what we're trying to do. Are you interested? You know, and then talking to the organizers, getting them educated is a huge part of it on what is coming their way. Mm-hmm. Um, so they know what's coming before it comes and they're ready for it. So that's a big part of what we do is educating the workforce on on what's coming their way <laughs> from the employer. So, yeah. Do you have any stories that you can that you can share about an experience you had working with employees at a company that was able to uh, uh, unionize officially or just an, a, a fun story that, that, that you can share? Uh, I really can't. We not really into sharing stories, but we it's kind of a secret thing. But we, we don't try to out anybody. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't use names right. for people. Uh, people like like to be confidential and stuff like that. So um, we have helped quite a few people, though. I can tell you, I've heard some really doozies of stories that I thought I thought we had it bad at GTI, but man, it gets worse. Oh. It gets worse. It's, yeah. Um, and and I was mentioning this with Megan when when I was speaking to her that it's incredible. It's incredible and it's terrible that a lot of these companies are doing things that are are against the law and are getting yeah. away with them. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's a shame that these companies aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Exactly. Because, like, if you're not really helping your employees out, you're actually hurting yourself. Right. Because who's going to want to work for a company that doesn't you know, have your best interests in mind? Right. It's exactly. It's like, I wish they would understand that happy workers produce more product. They produce better product. They want to be at work. They want to be there. They're not calling in sick as much, but they just resist it. You know, it's not like we're asking for million dollar bonuses for all the workers. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some of the CEOs get in the, you know. Just a basic means of life. Yeah, right. Just enough to get by, you know, not not have to worry about too much. So Mm -hmm. they don't get it. (laughs) It's sad. Well, yeah, that's why we're here to educate and, you know, get people on the same page. Right. They don't teach you about unions in school, so no, that's why they we're don't. here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't. They don't. So what, what's it been like being able to work with your daughter in, you know, with, with Teamsters? Like, how, how has that been? How has the relationship really kind of, you know, evolved? It's been great working with Megan. She's a great awesome. co-worker. <laughs> We've worked at a couple jobs together, though. We yeah. worked at GTI and... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, our, my dad owns a bar, and we've kind of helped out there together. Yeah. Kind of worked as a family yeah. for a while. So It's been great. If I'm yeah. having a weird day, she's there to pick me up. If she's having a crazy day, I'm like, yep. breathe, everything's fine. It's like <laughs> very, you know, yin and yang. It's been great. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Cool. So one thing uh, one thing that I that I, I love doing on this podcast is is really just getting people to like you know share about encouraging other people right. like if there's someone who's at home right now listening to this and they're you know at a job that mm-hmm. they you know 
aren't being treated well at or that they feel needs unionization like what is what are the what do they need to do to 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 get that ball rolling so you can always reach out to your local yeah is a good start um i always like had friends in unions so i kind of like could reach out to them yeah i would say uh you know start talking to your coworkers. Mm-hmm. start the conversations at work start the conversations on your lunch break see where people at see you know what the issues are with the workers and come together in one voice and you're gonna have to because they're not gonna roll over on their and show you their tummies and give you whatever the, whatever you want whatever right. you're asking for you got to fight for it mm-hmm. so I'd say fight fight and keep fighting education yeah. definitely yeah. doing your research actual factual research yeah not just what your employer is telling you right but just getting together with your coworkers and talking having that conversation what can we do to change this what are our options right so right yep yeah and i think i think that's the the main thing is mm-hmm. just letting people know that one you know know, know your worth mm-hmm. yeah obviously Ab- because like like companies aren't allowed to treat you however right however they want you know they they have to meet certain standards they have to follow the rules they have to obey the law mm-hmm. doesn't happen very often but yeah that's the in a perfect world how it should be yeah, yeah. With the contract, they're held accountable to that, though. Right. It's not just, you know, your boss is your friend one day, but you might get sick the next, and they're not your friend anymore, and you don't have a job. So, you know, a contract, it's like... It's in writing. It's set in place. Yeah. And you vote on it. The workers vote on it. Yeah. So you're never going to vote for less than what you have. You're going to... Right. Go as high up as you can. It's going to be higher up than where you're at. Yeah. And I'd also say it not only helps you and your coworkers, but it raises the standard in whatever industry you're in. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. For everybody. Right. Even non-union. Right. I mean, it just raises the standard. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what's needed, needed, I think. Nice. Definitely. So is there anything that I haven't asked you yet about unions, about Teamsters? that you feel needs to be you know, shared or anything. Oh my gosh, there's so much. We could go on for hours. <laughs> right. Juwan. So, so, I mean, so what, else do you, what else do you have then? What, what, what other, oh, what other, I um, mean, we could go on and on with education pieces and I mean, there's a, yeah. What do you mean by education pieces? Well, we, tr- we a big part of what we do is educate the workforce on, first of all, some, you know, their rights as a worker. Uh, you don't even know. So, I've even going into it. I was like, oh, oh, we have, have rights. rights. <laughs> oh, right, we That's have crazy. rights as workers. Like <laughs> it, letting people know because there's a lot of people out there that don't realize what their rights are as workers, mm-hmm. and they, you know, the companies don't. They're not going to tell you. They don't want you to know. They want you to, you know, sit down and work. They're going to give you this big worded yeah outline that is just confusing, so you don't even. So you know, just to let you know what's going to happen there one-on-one meetings they're gonna do captive audience meetings they're gonna you know pull in your co-workers to talk you out of voting yes uh, you know there's a million things they do but so educating the worker on that i mean that's, that's what we do throughout the whole campaign is just you know educate educate what's the next step what's the next step so yeah okay it's a pretty good outline. They've been they've had it for over a hundred years, so yeah. I think it's been working yeah. pretty well. The biggest union <laughs> in North America, the most members, one point four million members we have, mm-hmm. so and growing. And growing. <laughs> so yeah. 
And you guys are everywhere, right? Obviously, everywhere. If, you have, if you have nearly one and a half million members, yeah. then... In every industry. I mean, every you wouldn't believe. Like, I'm always telling people, the Disney characters at the Disney's, yeah. uh, at the Disney parks, they're Teamsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The people the, that yeah. bake your Girl Scout cookies are Teamsters. Some movies, if you look at the end on the credits, yep. they're Teamsters. They're all in, yeah. I didn't really? notice that until I became a yeah. Teamster. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. that's crazy. Everybody thinks of trucking, <laughs> which is a big division that we have, but I think yeah. our school bus divisions now are our biggest division, school mm-hmm. bus drivers. Hospitals, zookeepers, yeah. cannabis, now, you know. Yeah, every industry you can think of. Working. Flowers, or sorry, <laughs> florists. Maybe. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Alcohol yeah. distributors. Yeah. Um, USPS. Or is yep. uh, UPS, UPS is Teamster. Huge. They're all under Teamster yeah. contract. Yeah. Huge. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we're, we're out. We're here. everywhere. We out here. <laughs> and that's good to know. That's yeah. good to know that mm-hmm. that it's not just pigeonholed into just one profession. Yeah. That we'll help any worker that wants our help. And, and there's a lot of workers out there that that need it. Yeah. So yeah. Millions. Is there any um? profession that you were like super surprised that that has teamsters in it that you were like what mm, no i mean just in the beginning i guess the disney characters yeah. kind of caught me off guard yeah. but like, i'm really? like oh, oh that's kind of cool yeah <laughs> so. but yeah no i think the big mis um assumption is that it's all truckers yeah and then people come in, they're like, oh, what do they know about cannabis what do they know about this i'm like we're everywhere it's not yeah. just truck drivers yeah um but I think that, yeah, it might come to as a surprise to some people, but, yeah. So you're saying that when you were, when you were, like, on the road before the pandemic, that you were, like, on the road, like, all the time? Is that, is that the normal life of a Teamster? Is yeah. always yeah. traveling? Ten days on the road, four days home. Mm-hmm. Or, tw- depending on what part of the campaign you're in, mm-hmm. 12 days on the road, you know. Because you could just get flown out to, like, California if they need help on a campaign or... Right. Then you're in Jersey the next week. Right. It's so crazy. we were like getting ready for that. We're like hit the ground running and then. Boom. <laughs> so we're ready. We're ready. Yeah, we're ready to get back on the road for sure. Yeah. Cool. And actually, that was going to be my next question was like, how far do you go? Or if you stay like in the, within a radius or if you like, if you do we, like travel like coast I, to coast. We go wherever they send yeah. us. You we know? have some friends, organizers that went to like uh, London. They've gone to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. For XPO. Logistics, yeah, uh, yeah. Just pretty much, you're just uh, ready to go. Yeah, wherever so they, must, ready to get back on the road. So, wherever the really. workers so are. So that must be cool then, getting able to just go to all these different places, period, mm-hmm. and being able just to you know see different cities and you know if you meet have diff- yeah and meet different and, workers and if yeah. you have the time, maybe you know you know you know check out a few things in the city. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh definitely. Yeah. 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 Yep. For sure. But it's also interesting to work in different industries with different people because. Like, you learn so much about certain industries. You learn other lingo and, like... When I was in that hospital in Chicago, I was like, well, I know a lot about hospitals now that I didn't know about, you know? You just learn their lingo and what they go through, you know? You get to know them throughout the campaign. Yeah. So, yeah. See people's issues and what they actually have to go through on a daily basis that, you know, you might not have thought about just Mm -hmm. being in your hometown. How about follow-up? Like, when you're done with the campaign, like, how often do you guys follow up with the people you have been working with? Well, we haven't gone through, I mean, a full campaign just working. I mean, besides the one we personally went through. Right. And we're family now after all that. You usually build them up and, you know, you build up your your workers into strong 
strong people that can take it on when you're gone. Yeah. And you, le- you know, they always have their local, their slate at the local mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, negotiate their contract and right. uh, turn in their grievances and things like that. So they always have support after we leave right. of their local. Right. Yeah. But we keep in touch too. With some oh people. yeah, yeah. How you can We're after going through that, that you know, right. you go through war with these people and you you, you, you create a bond. Fire for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's always it's always cool when you're when you're able to you know, step into someone's life and you yeah. know make a positive change like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then you always want to see like, okay, now that I, I'm stepping back, like, how are you handling things? You yeah. know, it's like you know, it's like that ultimate test. Is like, oh, yeah. can, you know, you know, can you handle it? You know, when you know the people who have been you know, teaching you and guiding you along the way, when they have to move on now, and right. it's just you, right? It's like, can you you know can you step up to the plate right. and take on that role, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's never just you though with the Teamsters. You got 1.4 million brothers yeah. and right. sisters at your right. back, and you feel it when you are a Teamster. You feel them back there. It's like it's you a gained a whole new, a whole family. Yeah, you know. it's been great. <laughs> Especially just working, like as an organizer, I'm like, if I feel out of place or discouraged, I have like hundreds of organizers from across the nation I can reach out right. to. That, yeah. you and know. it's something different every day. You never know what you're walking into and I hear what you're gonna see yeah so it's it's cool keeps it fun yep keeps it going (laughs) so how where do you get your your guys's um assignments from or or how you or how do you go about getting that let's say you know there was no pandemic Mm -hmm. and you know you were gonna get an assignment to go you know to some other city how Mm -hmm. does that how does that happen or our boss calls us and says you're going here. <laughs> Set up your call, travel. Call travel. And how does the travel work then? Like, is that covered through them, or do you have to to put the bill for that? No, they. We don't pay for our travel. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to travel for to Washington D.C. for work, like back in 2019, mm-hmm. um, to cover some stuff. And yeah, they they went ahead and covered every, everything. Had to had to drive it up to O'Hare though to oh, first, yeah. so that was uh, the only thing. E- so. yeah. Never a fun drive. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I ended up going to LA Fitness before I actually found the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never, I never actually driven to yeah, O'Hare it's, myself. It's like its own city within the city. I to, yeah, I normally just like connect here right. to there, and then like I go to wherever I actually need to go. Yeah, yeah. To Moline to O'Hare. Yeah, yeah. I think it's worth it too to fly out of Moline. Yeah. Less hassle. Yeah. It really is, mm-hmm. especially going through TSA and all that stuff. Right, right. Yes. It's like, you know, go you, you go here, you know, because it's such a smaller airport, you can just, you know, zip right, zip through. right through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather as, you know, because whenever I had to fly back, like, you know, I was going to L.A., obviously to come back I had to go through LAX mm-hmm. and no, that's no. basically like O'Hare mm-hmm. so uh, it's, yeah LAX yeah. never again <laughs> <laughs> tell me is there like a, is there like a, an easier or like a faster airport than LAX that, that's the only one I've been through in California but yeah that was god I think I was like 23 by myself flying to California <laughs> that was stressful <laughs> like looking around like where's my gate um, where am I yeah that was fun. Yeah, that's one thing is air travel and at least for me, I'm not too much of a flyer. Yeah. So it's all it's all still new new for me mm-hmm. with getting through the gates and getting through TSA and checking in your bags and yeah. like here at, at 
the Millennium Report. They're you know more helpful yep. with helping you do that. Absolutely. You know, you know, LAX and O'Hare is like you're more like you're kind of just on your own. You got to figure it out. <laughs> it's like I got I got like super 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 confused about. Just follow the people off your plane, and they'll take you to the luggage pickup. Yeah. <laughs> you find little like kinks here and there, I think. Yeah. But it's always a process, usually. That's cool, though. That's so cool that you guys get to, like, you know, travel around and, mm-hmm. and you know, go from one city to another city and help out people from, from all over the country. Yeah. I, think, I just think that's, like, that's super cool that you're able, to, you're able to do that. Yeah. It is. I'm ready to get back at it, too. Yeah. What's, and what's like, the time frame? Has there been any update? Obviously, there's, you know, you know a vaccine going around, but it still might be a while before things get back to normal i didn't know not anytime soon it doesn't look like unfortunately yeah so just kind of keeping our ear to the ground seeing how things roll out and hopefully we can get vaccines soon but yeah try new avenues again like this podcast to get yeah. our word out and get our message out to workers being creative in the meantime and that'll only add value to what we have when we go back on the road so oh cool Oh, now I'm going to switch over now to the other <laughs> part of the podcast, the crow's nest, where I have a bag of random questions here, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you draw oh. three out of here, Okay. and we're going to go ahead and let you answer them. Okay. So we'll let you oh go boy. ahead and pick the first one. Oh, boy. Let's see. Okay. I think I got, no, I got two. Um, it's, are you afraid of the dark? No. <laughs> I think you get that question. I think I, think I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not afraid of much anymore now that I'm a teamster. Yeah. Uh, got, you got 1.4 million people. Yeah, right. don't need to be I don't fear too much anymore. All right, let's go ahead and grab another one. Okay. This is kind of fun. I know. <laughs> what is something no one else knows about you? Oh gosh. <laughs> Got the heavy hitter. Oh. That I, lots of people don't know this about me, that I was a figure skater. Yeah. I've skated my whole life, uh, figure skating. Oh, really? Yeah. I just quit a few years ago because of a back injury, but yeah. Like what kind of like shows did did you did? Oh, nothing like, nothing like that. Just uh, always skated on our, our, our pond at the farm and. Okay. And then when I got a little bit older, started taking lessons and. Yeah. She was great. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if you did any, any of the like Disney on Ice. Oh no, that would be great. <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. But yeah, so. Wow, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's okay, last one. <laughs> okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? Ooh, people that talk with food in their mouth. I have to tell you. <laughs> oh no, actually, it's uh, being late. Me being late, yeah, I can't deal with it. I'm always 15 minutes early mm-hmm. for things, but if you're late, I don't mind if you're late. Yeah, <laughs> like right. that doesn't bother me. It just bothers me if I'm late. Okay, so, so yeah. other people you're cool with, but yep. it's like you have you have to. But like, I have to be on. I have to be actually 15 minutes. Anytime early. she says she's coming over, she's like, "Be there at 10." I'm like, "Okay, I'll see you at 9:15." Yeah. so I'll just be ready at 9. I just like to be early <laughs> for things, so it's yeah. not a bad bad quality. Yeah, at all. Uh, I think I'm like the other way around. <laughs> it balances out. Yeah. Well, the same thing is because like, like I'm a photographer, so it's like I'm always like meeting people, and it's like like it's like it bothers me a lot when like people are 
not there you know when I, when I asked him to be there right but at the same time it's like right. it's like I kind of I've been doing this for so long that people just keep showing up late it was now it's like I just show up late anyway yeah. <laughs> like okay I'll play that game that's nice though yeah. then you don't have to say anything to him yeah. about being late mm-hmm. Cool, yeah, but that's it. You did it. Woohoo! Three questions down. Crow's nest done. Congratulations. Thank you. Here, so before we uh, we wrap up everything, (laughs) do you have any parting words of wisdom? Anything that you want to get out to the people who are listening? Organize, organize, organize. Mm -hmm. Go to sleep, wake up, and organize some more. All right. And how can they find you if they want to contact you about Team Uh, Surgery? They can contact the local uh, 371 down uh, here in Rock Island. Okay. Um, They're there uh, every day. Mm -hmm. Teamsters website. Yep. Yep. Mm Teamsters.org is a good one to get information off of. Teamsters.com. And then we're both on Facebook, too. So if anyone's interested, you guys can always direct message us. And what's your names on Facebook? Uh, Megan Townsend and Tanya Townsend. Tanya Townsend, yep. So cool yeah, deal. we're available twenty four seven at your disposal. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming back on here, Megan. Thank yeah. you again for uh, for popping back on uh, to be a return guest. I think you're, I think you're the second. Ooh. Or no, sorry, you're the third return guest. Oh, nice. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, so thank awesome. you again. Yeah, thank, thank you for having us. What a great uh, way to get our message across to people. And uh, everyone at home, thank you for checking out another episode of the 100 series Everyday Awesome Podcast. Stay followed to us on all the social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. You name it, we are there. Thank you all again. Wishing you all peace, positivity, and prosperity. Take care of yourselves. And as always, keep it 100.